So, I'm going to speak about something today. I'm not here to make people angry. This is going to be a little bit controversial, but I think it's something we've got to address. Uh, Ever since the election, I've been getting all kinds of phone calls from people wanting to know what I thought about the elections. A number of them are absolutely delighted uh, that uh, President-elect Joe Biden was elected. And a lot of them are very devastated. They think the sky is falling because Trump didn't get reelected. And I'm here to assure you the sky is not falling, <laughs> that God is still in control, that the Lord Jesus Christ is sitting on his throne. <clears throat> and these matters really don't matter to y'all. What I want to tell you for sure, I, now I am delighted it, in, as an observer of what's going on, I'm delighted that I'm, I get to live in America where there's all this freedom. I am delighted that we have a divided government so neither set of crazies can have their way, that, that there's some restraint there. I, I, I thank God for placing some restraint on this thing. But I'm here to tell you Politics is beneath you. You're of a kingdom that is not of this world. And this whole thing is beneath you. I don't know how in anybody's mind as a son of God, they could endorse either political party in our nation today. Neither one of these parties has the interest of God at hand. Neither one of these parties considers God's will in their decision-making. They couldn't and have some of the policies they have. Some of them will sacrifice their children at the altar of uh, choice. Some will exude capital uh, murder through the prison system uh, through capital punishment. And both of these are opposing to God. So my declaration to you is this. Neither, not the political system, nor either political party deserves your affirmation. There, I haven't voted since 1996. I tried a couple of times and the Lord stopped me and I finally got the message. He wasn't going to let me vote. But I'm here to tell you Neither one of these parties put forth candidates that are deserving of your affirmation. Uh, neither one of these parties are representative of God. And the truth is this, guys. And, and you're going to see, to those religious leaders who say it's a sin not to vote, that's a lie from hell. That is a lie from hell. God <laughs> is not going to hold it against you for not supporting an immoral individual. Hey, there's just no way he can do it. But more than that, we have to look a little bit deeper. <clears throat> it's interesting. The first time the Lord had me speak against patriotism was July the 4th, 2010. And here it is today on Veterans Day, and we're going to talk against... Uh, the idea of patriotism. 
you have to understand that the institutions of man do not represent God. Whether we're talking government, politics, religion, education, commerce, or no. None of these institutions of man represent the will of God our Father. <clears throat> to say America is a, is a uh, godly nation is just a, a bald-faced lie. You cannot, in your founding documents, oppose God and consider yourself a godly nation. No one considered that until about 1949 was the first time that the idea of uh, God in this nation came into thinking. 1959 was when we added one nation under God to the pledge and, and put in God we trust on our money. It was all a rewriting of history to set America up as good America, bad Russia. And so they began to move this thing toward a being a Christian nation. It, but it's just not true. Our founding fathers, most of them were polytheists. They believed in many gods. Um, and when they reference a, a supreme being in their writings and their documents, you'd always have to ask, well, which one are you talking about? Because they had, had a multitude of them. Uh, but more than that, they deny the sovereignty of God. All power, according to our founding fathers' constitution, all power resides in the people except that expressly given over to the nation. So we made, we made man sovereign, not God. You can go back a little bit farther. Think about this. The Israelites told God they wanted a king. And he said, no, you don't want a king. They said, yeah, we want a king. He said, no, I'll be your king. They said, no, we want a king like all the other nations, like the pagan nations. We want a man to be our king. And God said, well, it's not going to work out very good. Your nation will always go the way of its king. What did we in America say? We don't want a king. We want to rule ourselves. Democracy was not a move toward God. Democracy was another move farther from God. Democracy is the form of government that is used for biblical lawlessness. When every man does what is right in his own mind. All we have to do is persuade a majority of people and it becomes right. How did we get to the point of uh, legalized abortion? How have we gotten to the point of uh, same-sex marriage? How did we get to the point of uh, same-sex adoption? We had to just get enough people to agree with it. You know, we said it was right, so they said it was right, so then it became right. And so all of these things are subject to man's will. Our system has never, ever represented God. This political system we have never has. And so my question to you is, what does light have to do with the darkness? Now, we, we live in America. But we're not of America. We live in the world, but we're not of the world. Our standards come from a kingdom that is not of this world. Excuse me, that is not of this world. And we need to uh, we need to begin to take on the.
the characteristics of that and allow ourselves to be separated from the world. Um, I could not be delighted in either one of the two political parties winning this election. There, neither one of them were appealing enough to rejoice about it. It was, it was going to be a matter of disappointment anyway you went. Like I say, I'm delighted that it appears that we're going to have a divided government so no, neither spectrum can run crazy with their, their program. But th this thing is so far beneath you people, you need not be wasting your time on it. It is, it is politics. Well, let me just say this. The institutions of man are beneath our thinking and do not deserve our attention. Now, you're going to see, we have seen the, uh, a, a huge number of the institutional religious uh, churches, you know, lifting up one candidate. And you'll see some of them shift and go back uh, to, a, to, to the new candidate, to the new president, because that's where they, they want to have uh, favor with those people who are in power in hopes that it helps them. <clears throat> they're wrong. They're just wrong. But we're wrong when we think that those institutions have represented the will of God. Those institutions, every institutional church is a daughter of the original deception of the Roman Catholic Church. And the Roman Catholic Church has never represented God nor His will. No denomination has ever represented God or His will. They all have their own interests. That's why we, we protected uh, priests who abused children. That's why we have protected uh, leaders in congregations who were taking advantage of people. Because we didn't want the system to be hurt. Now you have to separate between the system and the people. The vast majority of God's people have been deceived by this system, and they are in the system. And I'm not talking bad about those people. Those are God's people. Those are the ones that we have to help them come out. But the system itself has never had the interest of God at hand. It's had its own interest at hand. Constantine started the Roman Catholic Church for the purpose of consolidating his political power among the people and to bring, up, bring apart the divisions. Um, our denominational system of church that divides us into different groups, it's all about their own denomination. I, I was high in the leadership of one of these, and I watched how we protected that institution. Our hearts were not with the people as God. It was with the institution. I've, I even had one of the European uppity-ups <laughs> I was taking a guy, a good friend of mine, Sam, over there to teach about the kingdom of God, and they rejected him because the message of the kingdom of God was not beneficial to their denomination. He wrote it in a letter to me. It was not beneficial to, the, to their denomination. So we have to come to the place where we realize these systems that man created, that are doctrines of man, <laughs> these systems that have their own uh, purpose that come from the doctrines of man. You know, we gave them pretty good authority. 
that God said he would never reside in a house made by man's hands. So I'm telling you, any of these systems, any of these institutions that we created is not inhabited by God. Not only do they not represent him, he doesn't inhabit them. I struggle with it when we say, God bless America. How can we ask God to bless something that's wicked? Once again, what does the kingdom of light have to do with the kingdom of darkness? I'm not saying there's not any good elements in, in America. There are. We've enjoyed many of the freedoms of America. But we can't ask God to bless something that's wicked. And we are wicked, y'all. Our nation is wicked. It's of this world and it's wicked. Some people will say, well, we've had God's favor. Well, I don't think that's true. I think we have enjoyed God's mercy. But I don't know that we would have his favor. Uh, we certainly, God has been merciful uh, to this nation in all of its time. So, but my, my point is simply this. We, everybody's been in an uproar about this election. And I, I would say to you, it's time for you to rise above that. You are of a kingdom that is not of this world. And you need to rise above it. Put this thing aside. We have to observe it. We have to, uh, I mean, certainly the things, we have to obey it. God put this form of government in authority over us. So we have to obey it. Uh, and Paul encourages us to, to submit to those things. So I, I agree we have to submit to it fully. I'm just saying it doesn't deserve our accolades. It doesn't, there's nobody, nothing in that system that uh, deserves our approval. I can't find it in there. And, and this thing's far below us. Same thing is with this, the institutional church system. It doesn't represent God. It doesn't deserve our attention. The people who are trapped by deception into those religious systems certainly deserve our attention. And that's the ones we want, want to woo out. The, <laughs> the next question that was always come to me, well, can you be a Christian and be in politics? <clears throat> this one's a pretty tough one for me. I used to say, well, you could go up there that way, but it's hard to stay that way. But in the separation of light and dark, I struggle in us making a vow <clears throat> to defend a constitution that opposes God and call ourselves sons of God. I'm not going to put my beliefs on anybody else, but you all just have to weigh for yourself. If you, if you hold up your hand and swear that you will protect and defend a document that opposes God, I'm not sure you can, can be a son of God at the same time. I'm not sure that works well. And this is where the Veterans Day comes in. I remember very well that day in Amarillo, Texas when I raised my hand and made that same testimony, made that vow to protect and defend this nation and that flag and that piece of paper. I've had to recant that since then. That my 
my allegiance is not to, to that thing. 2009, I'm in Washington, D.C. I'm sitting out on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. I have just seen where inscribed above Abraham Lincoln's head where it says, in this temple, without a doubt, man built a temple to the God Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. And it says, in this temple, as in the hearts of man, this person will live forever. An eternal being in a temple. Now that's about as pagan a worship as you can get, but he's sitting right there. As I sat on that step asking God, what is this you're trying to show me? He directed my attention to um, the Lady Liberty flying over the capital of the United States. And he said, in your nation it is stated that nothing will rise above Lady Libertas. In Washington, D.C., they don't have any high-rise buildings because nothing can rise above that. If you do a little bit of history, that's, this is actually the same thing Paul fought against in uh, Ephesus concerning uh, Artemis or Diana. But what the Lord said to me that day, you've always known the spirit of religion was bad. Wait till you see the spirit of patriotism and the spirit of a religion come together because it will cause you to pledge your allegiance to something other than me. Now, we're very much in the middle of that right now. The, the institutional man-created church and the institution of government have tried to marry together to get us to pledge our allegiance. That's why that that pastor would say, it's a sin if you don't go vote for this one. He didn't say just go vote. He picked a particular one that he wanted you to vote for. That's all from hell. That's all from the pits of hell to retain power and money and wealth and influence. Everything that is of the world. Can that stuff be used for good? Absolutely. Has it been? Not often. Uh, it, but God can. God is still in charge. He can make it serve His people. But I'm saying to you, you cannot let yourself get caught up in it. You cannot get sucked into that trap of Satan, of trusting either one of them. I mean... Uh, to those who are disappointed, I say, why are you trusting in that man? To those who are excited, I'm saying the same thing. Why are you trusting in that man? God is your provider. God is your protector. God is the source of your identity. He's the strength of all that you have. He is the giver of your allotment. And we'll talk about that more next week. But he is the one who established your, your allotment. But I say to you, put to bed, put to rest any emotional, soulish emotional attachment to either one of these parties and to this system of politics because it is not of your master. It is not of God's will. He's allowed it to come forth. There's all forms of government all over the world and he's allowed it to come forth. 
but do not be deceived into thinking that if we have the right party in power, that it will better represent God, because it's just not true. It absolutely is not true. So, to all those who've called me, now you know where I stand. I'm not excited either way. I could not. I was disappointed. I was going to be disappointed no matter who, who got elected. Uh, but I am, because I was surprised by this. I, w I did not think we would come out of this election with a divided government. I am thankful to God that it appears we'll have a divided government so there'll be some form of restraint to how crazy this can get. And if, if I was going to encourage you to pray for our system, that system of politics in any way, that, that, I, that you would pray that the, we always have a divided government so the crazies uh, in both parties can't run the boat. Thoughts, comments, questions? Anybody? Yes, sir, Louie. Well, but he's, the, the problem is this, he is deceived. He's deceived into thinking, first off, that that place he serves is representing God, and even more than that, that our government represents God. Uh, I, I just say, when, you, when your founding documents oppose God, you're not representing God. And that's... Uh, God says all men are created unique. Our founding papers say you're all created equal. Who's right? I'm going to go with God on these things. There are a lot of good things, a lot of good privileges about growing up in America. There really is. But we are foolish to think America is God's favorite nation. It's not. We oppose God in too many things. There are a lot of godly people here. But think about the foundation of America. Our desire is to spread biblical lawlessness over the whole world. We want democracy over every inch of the earth. And democracy is biblical lawlessness. So why would, I mean, there's no way God can be in favor of us. He's merciful to us. He's kind to us. He's generous to us. Uh, but to say we have his favor is just not true. Now, have a lot of good things come out of America? Absolutely. Are there a lot of God, godly people within the bounds of America? Absolutely. But these, our expectation, and here's the, really the bottom line. I find ourselves looking to the world expecting a godly outcome or expecting a godly response. I should never look to my government and expect them to represent God. They are of the world. And they were created by the world and they stay in the world. And I'm wrong, I'm deceived, if I think I'm going to get a godly response from them. I may get a generous response. I may get a kind. I may get a merciful. But I'm not going to get a godly because they have nothing to do with God or His kingdom. Tommy. <laughs> 
how uh, his question is how does that res uh, translate into respect for something like Veterans Day, Fourth of July, whatever? Yeah. Veterans. Yeah. Yeah. I, here, here's the problem. Of course, we know we're not supposed to have any special days. Period. So, so there's number one. Number two, I, I do think um, as the Holy Spirit directs you in how to honor, be thankful, be grateful for those who sacrificed for what you may have, I think would be um, in keeping with, with good manners. But to take it above the one who sacrificed the most for your benefit is where we go wrong. The Lord Jesus Christ was the one who sacrificed the most without cause. I mean, he, he who had not sinned became sin on our behalf and created the sacrifice necessary for our reconciliation with God our Father. Uh, I'm a veteran, been there, done that. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I get a little concerned. I'm, I, I'm very thankful, once again, that we live in America. I'm very thankful that there, there are those of us who will take time to serve our country in that way and defend it and protect it from the threats of the world. Uh, I'm very thankful for our law enforcement. I'm thankful for our fire department. I'm thankful for our police department. I'm uh, thankful, you know. But in part of this merging of religion and patriotism, since uh, 2001, <laughs> first responders have become gods to us. We really have. And not only, not only do we, I mean, we should be thankful. There are those people who serve us well, who take that on as their job. But it's even become a a scam system to honor first responders and financially there are all these scams that go with it uh, to honor uh, first responders and so you can see how Satan would slide in there and pervert it should we as a kingdom of God as an ambassador of the kingdom of God honor gra uh, gratitude Thankfulness, all of these things are part of our characteristic. So, uh, you know, when I see that, that military person, when I see that police officer, when I see that fireman, I don't have any problem at all. Postman, even? I did it the other day to my postman. The Holy Spirit told me he'd, he had had a long, long day, and he said he needs some encouragement. Go out there and tell him how thankful you are for the job he does. I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Uh, a little more, I have a little more difficulty with the statues that we're putting up everywhere uh, because the root, the history of statues goes back to a pagan worship thing and you can over-elevate them. I mean, like I said, the, 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 the first responder that I think we have to be most gracious to is Christ. And when we see the nature of Christ in those people, I think we should applaud it and honor it and encourage it and be grateful that they're there, that there are those who will 
come put the fire out at my house or protect me from from the bad guys when they come around, I think we should should respect it. You know, we were, as good Boy Scouts, we were all taught God, family, country, you know, all the, these priorities. And um, while those attributes may be good, they're not godly necessarily. Uh, there is a family of God that we should hold in high esteem. There is uh, these things that go on. But many people... Um, have been abused by the fleshly relationships that are found in that relationship there and are feel bound and obligated to it. Uh, and it's unlawful in the way it does. Now, I still say this. God, we know no one rises to these levels of authority without God's help. Nobody becomes president, nobody becomes congressman, nobody becomes mayor without God doing it. So the authority has been established by God and we're obligated to submit to it and, and do what it says. I think you even encouraged by Paul to pray for him. And I think you should. I think you should always pray for those who have been given the awesome task of having authority over others, whatever level it is from the president on down. Uh, if you, if you have authority in somebody else's life, you need the hand of God on you to be able to handle it well. So I think we should pray for them. But that answered my question. I was going to ask you about Whoever it is, they deserve your prayers. Yeah. They do. Uh, and I, I, I really do think we should. I just don't. I, I, in order for the mountain of the Lord to rise up, in order for the kingdom of God to be seen as different from the world, I think we have to view these things that we're talking about, these institutions, as beneath you. You're above those things. You have greater things that God intends for you to do than to be messing with politics. And we should not let, we should not be caught up in the winds of the world that would cause us to be depressed or rejoicing either one by the outcome of an election. It changes circumstances. We may have to deal with things different. We may have to obey laws different. <coughs> but our trust is in God our Father, not in who's sitting in the White House. Okay? We'll come back next week and we'll talk... We'll redo that teaching that we didn't get recorded the other day so everybody can have it. Okay, thank y'all.